Today's podcast is sponsored by Trellence, a QSO committed to helping credit unions reach higher. Trellence offers a suite of packaged solutions, expertise, and analytics that cultivate proven growth strategies to help credit unions focus on what's most important, their members. Among other services, Trellence offers card portfolio growth solutions to help credit unions increase the penetration, activation, and usage of their card programs, and card payments consulting, providing analysis, benchmarking, and best practices to drive growth. Visit Trellence.com for more information. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. Tom Davis has had a varied career. He started as an accountant before entering the technology arena and ultimately joining CSCU, the precursor to Trellence, where he's now CEO. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for Credit Union Magazine and CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, Davis talks about leading a company through major changes, Trellence's new approach to serving credit unions, and his biggest concerns about fraud. Later in the show, I talked to Bill Lehman, Senior Vice President of Managed Services for Trellence. He discusses where credit unions need the most guidance in payments, how they're increasing revenue in their card portfolios, and what sticks with him from his early days in collections. I talked to Davis and Lehman during Immersion 18 by Trellence, the company's first users conference. So, Tom, what's your background, and how did you get into payments? That's a good question. Sometimes, uh, you know, your your career takes you to places that you didn't um, uh, expect in the future, you know, but now I look back on it all, and I think, uh, you know, it was all setting me up to get here. Um, but started, um, you know, way back in the day, you know, everybody starts where you go to college, what was your degree? So I was originally accounting and finance thinking, uh, you know, back in the 80s, oh, yeah, I'll be a Wall Street broker or whatever, something along those lines. You get the accounting degree and you realize that, um, you know, hey, accounting is much more, uh, you know, reliable, steady income. So that's why I started out. I was an accountant for approximately seven years in um just, you know, really fell in love with the technology infusion that was happening back in the, uh, you know, early 90s with uh, accounting. So um, sort of picked up a lot of technical knowledge along the way and uh, decided to go back and get my master's degree. Got my MBA, but I had a lot of emphasis in uh, in uh, data and uh, IT and technology and such. And so then I came back out and had a seven-year career as a developer. And so uh, then you, you sort of think, wow, can this guy make up his mind? And then I, I go out and I get a job that's uh, basically running a technology and a finance department at a at a QSO for credit unions. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, here I am. And then you think about fintech, what happened in 2010-ish with, uh, you know, and all the way through 2014, um, you know, I'm running the back office, if you will, for what was CSCU at the time. And then, uh, you know, fintech takes over and uh, all of a sudden, hey, we need somebody that understands what NFC is and somebody that understands what, uh, you know, uh, you know, a secure element is and how a phone works and how that matters and why that matters to payments. And so, you know, you think, about, you know, go back to it all, you know, I, you know, I was in accounting and I was in technology and uh, this is just a perfect blend. So uh, I've been with the CUSO now for 14 years, you know, now we're Trellence uh, and, uh, and I love it and uh, I certainly love where it's going. So your, your company has been through a lot of changes lately. Um, 
what approach as a leader, uh, what, what approach do you take to making such big changes? You know, it, it is a multifaceted concept and uh, specific, you know, every change is very different. Uh, so there's no recipe, hey, you know, uh, take this off the, um, you know, off the shelf, if you will, and just sort of run it. I think it's more about um, tendencies, guidelines, um, you know, relying on others, uh, you know, and, and watching what you've done in the past, uh, improving on that in the future. But, um, but I'll say more than anything, uh, the one that helped me the most through this change, remember, through the change of what was CSU to Trellance, uh, also was a change for me as a career. You know, uh, I was, like I said, leading the finance in the, uh, um, in the technology areas. And at that time, our, uh, you know, long-term president and CEO uh, retires, uh, and I'm on the succession plan moving through that. And so it was a lot of change at that point in time. So I had to rely on a lot of folks. So start with, you know, the folks that have been there before. So obviously, Bob Hackney and, um, and the board, you know, um, you know, Bob, our former CEO, helping you to just get an idea of, you know, prepare for the change. And um, then, you know, the, and the most important part is making sure that your staff uh, is there with you and uh, making sure that you are meeting their needs. Um, it's not all about you doing it. It's about you making sure that the folks that do it have everything they need to be successful. Most of my staff have heard me say many, many times at the uh, end of any me any meeting or any conversation that I have, I've given you everything you need to be successful, anything I can do to help. Um, so that allows them to be the decision makers and allows you to make sure that uh, that they're all uh, marching along on the same page, if you will. And so that's how I handled the change. Um, everybody's got their style. That was just the way that I approached it. So I got a lot of help from a lot of people. And what are, what are some things you did to like gain staff buy-in and maybe help people adapt to the big changes that you've gone through? You get staff buy-in by making sure that the staff comes up with the ideas alongside you. Then it doesn't have to be buy-in. It's their concepts, right? So, um, you know, when when we made these changes, um, uh, you know, to, to decide to be independent, unbiased advocates for credit union, something that we're really, um, you know, is our new mantra, if you will, um, it was it was basically uh, what are we going to do if we do this? You know, so we've been doing things the same way for 14, 15 years that I've been there and say, OK, if we're really going to truly say that's our mission statement, how is that going to affect us? You know, how are we going to develop our products and services? How are we going to change what we do? Uh, we brought them all in, every single staff member, every single one uh, throughout the whole entire organization. We spent several days with them and said, give me all your ideas. Um, we took their ideas. Management did not. Senior management did not sway, did not um, come in with an agenda. We didn't set things up and say, okay, here's our, you know, here's our ideas or whatever. We let them talk first. Uh, then I took all those ideas and I, uh, I called it the quilt. I made a quilt of it. So I took it, put it all back together. Then I brought them back together and said, hey, is this what you said? And does this make sense? And, you know, are these the services that we can all get behind? And, uh, uh, and we did. But we started, I'll be honest with you, the one thing we did start with was the problem statement, you know, so what do we believe is a worthy cause to go out? You know, we can't solve world hunger and go out and also, you know, uh, take care of, you know, financial management and, um, and, you know, I don't know, three or four other, you know, noble tasks. We got to pick one or two and get our, our, get our ideas around this. Once we did that, they came up with their concepts. I wove it together as a quilt, brought it back to them, reaffirmed the problem statement, reaffirmed their ideas towards solution. And then we crafted it together, brought it to the board, board said, yeah, that is where we need to go. And after that, 
it's it's really been sort of fixed after that to say, okay, now it's just a matter of how we're going to be different. And that's really where the blue ocean comes in, our concepts. Are we doing the same things that everybody else is doing? Maybe. Um, but how we go about doing it is so very, very different. And it's because that staff buy-in, because it's really their concepts. And we're at uh, Immersion 18 right now. Um, what are some of the, the big conversations that you're having, and what are some of the big issues uh, for this year's conference? This year, obviously, you know, a lot of changes for Trellance. We want to make sure that uh, everybody understands where, where we're going, right? So, we, you know, we, we work with the staff. We work with the board. We come up with these great concepts. We make a, a monumental decision at the end of 2017 to do something that no one would ever do before. I mean, we really walked away from a safe and secure, uh, you know, processing relationship that we've been in for a long period of time, and we just felt like it was uh, not providing value in the space. Uh, and so now we do it, right? And we got the courage to do it. And uh, now we've got to explain to everybody, hey, you know what, this is the right move. Um, believe it or not, a lot of our credit unions asked us to do this. They may not have thought about uh, the way it would have come out and the way we would have been in the end. But I think they're going to be very pleased with um, we listened, we were meeting their needs in a whole new way, like no one else in, is in the space. So, so for me, this conference, it's all about Hey, we heard, we listened, and then that's what Trellance is, reaffirming this independent, unbiased advocate, which is really what they asked us to do, um, hitting it over and over again. Um, so that's, that's what my mantra is. Um, the staff, uh, you know, uh, all of us, you know, on, on Trellance have, have different messages for credit unions depending on what we're doing to serve the credit union. So obviously, you know, the vendor management selection folks, they have their, um, you know, their, uh, you know, sort of marching orders, or if you will, or our solutions, if you will, to try to meet uh, credit unions needs. And we've got the managed service folks doing the same thing. So, um, so we're all a little bit different, but mine is, Hey, you know what? You asked us to be your independent unbiased advocate. We took it to heart. We revamped everything. We walked away from safety and security for you. And uh, now we're here being exactly what you need right here, right? now. And you've, uh, you've introduced some enhanced consulting services. What needs are you meeting with these services and, and what are these services? If you think about everything we've done over the last 29 years, uh, we've been exclusive with one processor, selling processing uh, for that processor. The processor technically provided uh, the revenue to support the office so that we could sell their processing. And, and certainly when we, and you know, back in the, for the previous 29 years when we met with those credit unions, it was our intent and certainly everything we did was revolved around being a QSO to bring them the best processing options we could. But being exclusive made us not independent and affected our ability to be unbiased and limited our ability to be advocates. So um, so really that independent unbiased advocate comes right back to play and it really is all in, in enhanced consulting and it re- that's where the rubber meets the road. We are still representing credit unions in their processing decision. But as as opposed to trying to sell processing for one processor, what we're doing in enhanced consulting is is bringing multiple options to the table to credit unions so that they can pick the processor that me- meets their needs. And if you think about everything that's been going on in the processing space and, and with financial services on the whole, back in the day when we first started, you picked a processor and you got everything from them soup to nuts. Now as they open up their platforms, you might be in a situation where your call center is here, your transactions are being processed there. I mean, it could be that your statements are somewhere else. It could be that your card controls are even in a fourth provider. So 
picking a processor is a much more complicated decision than it's ever been in. So at this time, to sit around and represent one probably wouldn't serve our credit union. So um, in the enhanced consulting area specifically, that independent unbiased advocate is needed more than more than most of our services for sure. And you mentioned uh, earlier today that you know you're working with a lot of companies that maybe you not you know wouldn't have worked with in the past. Maybe they were competitors. Yeah. What's, what's that like? It is great. Um, Fiserv has uh, been fantastic and certainly very happy that they could be part of our conference. Uh, they're our, uh, you know, our premier uh, sponsor, so they donated quite a bit of money and time and resources to help with this conference. And I, I uh, shout out to Fiserv for helping. Um, another great one, MasterCard, stepped up, uh, and they've been a, a heck of a, a sponsor as well. Um, and we, we've always worked with MasterCard, uh, but it's just different now, right? Being an independent, unbiased advocate, uh, it changed our relationship with MasterCard and MasterCard embraced that. Um, and that and, and so hats off to MasterCard to understanding that we're really actually in this game together. It's not about sitting around getting a bunch of brand flips going on. It's about making sure that credit unions understand what they can get from their partners so that they can grow their financial services and deliver the value to their members. So uh, MasterCard understands that clearly and MasterCard has come to the table and said, look, it's our it's our hope that with you through through Trellance that we can get more of our products and services into the credit union's hands so that they grow their portfolio. So MasterCard, another good one. PSCU, another great one. We work with them. And of course, we're always working with FIS. And so we'll continue to work with them as well. So, In what areas of payments do credit unions need the most guidance? I think that's a very... Uh, uh, hard question to answer for the credit union community on the whole. Um, I think that each credit union, uh, depending on their specific situation, so obviously as a credit union starting up a portfolio or whatever, getting into the business, yeah, very different needs than a credit union has been doing this for a long time or a credit union that may be experiencing uh, some some unique fraud situation or a credit union that may have some staff turnover, right? And uh, so they have staff development needs. So it was our intent and uh, through Bill Lehman uh, to basically come up with solutions that could a variety of credit unions needs. So he's broken them down into five different areas to sit around and say, hey, you know what, if you have operational efficiency issues, or if you have staff development issues, or portfolio growth, or, you know, compliance issues, or just strategy payment strategy issues, that we have a package of services that he's he's, he's designed most of them with his team. He's been with uh, Trellens for a long time. Uh, and he's put 24 products and services in those five different categories to say, I can help you with them in a very results-oriented manner. Or, or you can take them a la carte. So um, obviously with 24 managed services, um, we realize that not any one need is, uh, is going to uh, you know, satisfy all of our credit unions. But I will say this. Uh, on that question, I think one of the things that's coming out more than anything, and, and we knew this coming into the conference, uh, but we've been meeting with a lot of credit unions asking them, where we're starting to hear a lot of needs is around data analytics, right? And so what is it? What is predictive analytics? What is actionable data? And once I have all that, how do I actually act on it? So this concept of data being core to results um, is is something I think credit unions, they know, and they, they've, they've always dealt with data. Um, but um, how do I get more data and how do I find those questions and answers within the data? I think that's something that's really starting to become uh, more front and center for our credit unions as time goes on. Another big theme for this conference uh, is fraud. What's the biggest fraud concern that you have and what, what keeps you up at night when you think about fraud? I think the Equifax breach showed us that uh, that fraud is... Um, We'll never close the door on it. Um, and it's just such a different level of fraud. The thing about the Equifax breach that just, you know, scares you is 
we may not find out what went on with this as far as, um, you know, how to contain this fraud for a decade or more. Um, you can't just reissue a social security number, right? So we can't, this is the first time that something was stolen that you just can't change. And so, um, if you think about the concept of a social security number, it's, it's the one thing that sticks with you for the rest of your life. Heck, you can change your name. You can shave your head. You can do all these other things to, to be a different person or do different things. But man, the social security number sticks with you forever. So, um, it shows the vulnerability of our um, uh, our old ways of thinking, and and you think about the pan. You know, we realized that uh, back in 2014 with the the account number on a credit card. You know, yeah, you could reissue, but boy, wouldn't it be easier to do that in a tokenized environment where we could do it electronically and do it in a matter of seconds at a much cheaper cost and not disrupt the user? Imagine doing that with a social security number. How would you ever be able to do that? And we will. We'll get there one day. Some some there'll be some day that a social security number probably will go away or or the reliance on the social security number will change. But um, that one is a different one. It's very, very different. So that one keeps me awake at night. I'm sure it keeps a lot of credit unions awake at night. So how do we deal with, uh, you know, getting away from using social security numbers and identifiers and individuals? So. What's the best card fraud prevention advice that you would offer credit unions? You know, tokenization to me, from a card perspective, is is the one. Uh, I believe that tokenization is. Um, I haven't heard many stories about to- about uh, fraudsters being able to uh, to be able to to get into the tokenization space now. Let's be real. There's not a lot of tokenized transactions out there, so it's not uh, hefty money for them to go after. Um, but what I like about tokenization isn't necessarily the cryptography or you know uh, or the secure environment of which Visa, Mastercard, Amex, and Discover place on the token vaults. Although I think it's certainly better than most of the uh, card products that are out there. What I love about it is its ease of reissue and how quickly and cheaply we can change those pans and we can continually change those pans. So what it is really more in me, from me, from tokenization is the exposure to fraud. So right now, um, most financial institutions are just beginning to realize that by pushing a transaction as a tokenized transaction actually has a cost savings for them. So um, I think, you know, and even the big banks, you know, still, you know, how many of them are out there really pushing you to go use Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, you know, Android Pay, the list goes on and on in those tokenized pays, but not just there, but even in the digital space, right? So MasterCard and Visa and have come together and said, you know, we're going to have a one pay button as far as our checkout apps, our MasterPass and Visa checkout apps. Um, that's an awesome concept because that then drives more tokenized transactions in the online environment. And remember, you know, with uh, with EMV, yep, certainly we fixed the problem in the card present space or not fixed it, but certainly, uh, you know, made great strides there. Um, you know, when we squeezed the balloon, it went to the online environment. And so tokenization, I think, is the one that that we really need to make some pushes on that and actually have some strategies around tokenization and getting our users to accept that technology. So switching gears a bit, what would you consider to be your leadership philosophy? Probably back to the servant leadership. Um, I will tell you another thing, and this couldn't be um, more pertinent uh, than right now. You know, unemployment rate is very low, which is great. I'm glad that a lot of folks are finding gainful employment, but it's very hard to recruit right now. Um, um, You know, so, you know, you know, five years ago or whatever, you'd hang out a job description on your website, or maybe, you know, throw something out on Monster or, you know, whatever your uh, apps, you know, whatever your uh, uh, HR 
um, you know, uh, department used. Uh, but now what it is, it's about recruitment of talent. And so to find people, to literally go around conferences, use LinkedIn, use your networks to, to try to go out and find people that are like-minded. And, and the experience is uh, tough to find out, you know, finding somebody that's good at whatever it may be, data analytics or portfolio management or whatever you're looking for. That's one thing, but then combine it with this cultural thing that's very, very important to us at Trell and some. We won't just hire anyone. Um, we need to make sure that they understand what it's like to work with the team and be part of the team. So um, my management style is really about making sure that we hire the right folks, that we recruit and select the right folks so that when they are there, uh, the management, if you will, of a, of, a, of a person is almost non-existent because really what it is is really about managing the concept of a team, making sure that the team has everything they need to be successful and understands the vision and has the authority and the autonomy to succeed and that, that the team is meeting their career needs. Um, if you do it on the front end, you really don't manage the people, you manage the team. And what was your first job and what lessons did you learn from it? Wow. So that was a long time ago. First job, I was an accountant in an engineering firm uh, in Tampa, Florida, which is where I still live. Uh, and um, job cost accountant is what I started as. Uh, I had a great boss who spent a heck of a lot of time mentoring me. He was a super bright guy in accounting as well. And he also had a technology background, which uh, sort of helped me uh, find my love for technology. Um, he was a great guy and uh, and his, his name was Ron Gott. And uh, I doubt he would ever listen to this because he's not in the credit union or financial services space, but still keep in touch with Ron and every now and again, you know, even though our careers have gone different ways, um, he was a very good leader and I, I really appreciate um, he didn't hire me just to have somebody run his job cost accounting system. He was, you know, half a handful of years older than me. He really wanted to develop me. And uh, so I owe him a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, amount of gratitude for that. So, but yeah, that's what I did when I first got out of college. So. And what's one thing when you were first starting out, what's one thing that you wish you knew then that you know now? Be patient with yourself. Um, uh, be nimble. I was aggressive. We all are when we come out of school. We want, you know, we feel like we have the answer and that's the only answer. And then therefore it's all about talking everybody into thinking that your answer is the right answer. That's a young way to go about it. The older you get, I think the more you realize that there are multiple ways to get there. And um, even sometimes the best answer is not necessarily the best way to get there. Uh, learning to listen better, um, learning to, um, to, to basically those soft skills that a lot of people talk about, but you don't really get them until you get them. And, um, and so, uh, you know, patience, uh, listening better, um, you know, trying to be part of a solution as opposed to bring the solution, those concepts, and, uh, they're hard to understand uh, when you're younger, I think so. Now we hear from Bill Lehman, Senior Vice President of Managed Services for Trellens. So Bill, what's, what's your background and how did you get into payments? How did I get into payments? Let me think back way back when. Um, actually, I was fortunate enough to join a credit union back in 1996. Um, I was actually <laughs> a collections manager and had the opportunity to join the credit union uh, industry and uh, certainly was excited to do that because I actually left the bank. And um, 
uh, through my career at the credit union, Capital Communications Federal Credit Union, I had a number of opportunities to do um, a variety of things in the credit union. I think similar to a lot of our credit union employees, you know, they wore many hats. So from a collections manager, I got involved into lending, which led me into uh, managing their credit and debit card program for about the nine, nine out of 10 years that I was with Capital Communications. And that's where I started payments. And that continued on with my, um, you know, joining uh, CSU, now Trellance, and uh, have been in payments ever since. So it's been a long tenure. I'm uh, now pushing, what, almost 22, 23 years. And in your experience, where do credit unions tend to need the most guidance uh, regarding payments? Actually, several areas. It's, it's actually um, an interesting question because that specific question is something that Trellance is really uh, considered for a long time, specifically as we built out the services under optimized managed services and also our enhanced consulting services, that really what I see when we walk and talk with credit unions and um, get some information from them, they're really struggling um, with a few areas. Uh, first and foremost, uh, portfolio assessment. You know, truly understanding uh, how their portfolio is performing, maybe more specifically how it's performing to an industry standard and or a peer comparison. They don't have those benchmarking capabilities. They don't utilize them a lot. Um, another component would certainly be around strategy. Um, I find that a number of credit unions struggle to get a 12 or an 18 or 24-month a strategic direction down on paper so that they can actually have a project manager and execute what they really want to accomplish over a longer period of time. Um, typically, they're managing their programs sort of you know, one and done. They'll do a campaign, and then they'll rest a few months, and then they'll do it again uh, several months thereafter. So um, that and risk management, you know, um, regulations and regulatory pressures is difficult to stay compliant in the credit union industry. Um, you know, cards are very regulated, so they're challenged with that. The amount of time that they invest in compliance, um, the resources that they have to use to invest in compliance, so that's another good challenge that we're seeing. And then I would say operational efficiency. A number of our credit unions are in the process of doing things the way they've done them for a long period of time. It's time to sort of look at the policies, look at the procedures, dust them off, and see if we can do things smarter, not harder, uh, more efficient, and some, and potentially even provide some cost savings. And then I think finally, um, another key component to some of our services is staff development. You know, um, we frequently talk about payments and how frequently things are changing. It's an ever-changing landscape in payments. And to be in the payments industry, you really got to Stay abreast of things, right? You need staff development. You need training in this industry to stay fresh and stay uh, relevant as a, as a portfolio manager. So those are some of the challenges that we see when we're talking to credit unions. Can you give me an example of a credit union that you've helped with your consulting services? Oh, yeah. Actually, I'd like to give you a few examples. Um, um, I guess you'd say more in aggregate, and then I'll also give you maybe very specific examples. But one of the solutions we have is Card Portfolio Growth Solutions, where we actually um, do a 12-month marketing initiative for the client. Uh, Trellance actually uh, develops it. Uh, coordinates it and implements it on the behalf of the credit union. Uh, that program currently has about 92 credit unions utilizing the service today, and that group alone is seeing year-over-year -year revenue growth of 17%, which is significantly greater than the industry average. So that's more an aggregate. 
Um, most recently, one of those credit unions just presented at our conference and talked to our clients, mutual clients, right, around that services, and they actually yielded a 14% increase themselves. And what was really intriguing about Heritage Valley's comments was that they were trying to do it in-house for a long time, and that over a five-year period of time, they were trying to hit a goal. And they hit that goal by using the Trellens card portfolio growth solution in just two years um, after they tried it for five. So, they, you know, it's, it's a very telling story. So that's another that's a really good um, success story. And then in our operational review area, we've worked with a credit union, neighbors credit union, where we went in and actually reviewed their processes and procedures. Um, they had some really great comments about the successes of us improving some of those processes and procedures. But more importantly, when we actually reviewed their invoice to what actually was contracted with their processor, we found them about $12,000 a year in savings where they're actually being overbilled. Another great, great, um, you know, uh, area of improvement that we've provided our credit unions. And I think finally, just from a general standpoint, our consultants have been working with credit unions since I've joined, uh, you know, CSU now Trellance back in 2006. And um, those credit unions that we've consulted with, uh, on average, are seeing uh, similar growth as our portfolio growth solutions clients. Um, and it's two to three times greater than the credit unions that aren't taking advantage of those services. So I think Trellance is really doing a good job in helping credit unions uh, grow and grow profitably. And what are some new ways that credit unions are increasing the revenue in their credit card portfolios? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think credit unions are starting to understand the importance of, um, you know, constant and consistency. Um, a lot of times, again, uh, credit unions will uh, put out marketing initiatives to grow their portfolios, but do it sort of spotty. It's spotty at best, maybe. So really putting a plan together and doing it on a more consistent basis, regular campaigns on a regular calendar, um, provides some great results. And I think in addition to that, they're getting a little bit more creative with their data analytics. They're starting to really dig into, um, you know, trying to find the best targeted segment where they can actually change behavior. I always use the phrase, you know, in the old days, we would spray and pray where we would send a campaign to, to change your behavior, but it would be sent to all members. So they're really getting smarter now with their data to actually find the segments, target the segments with a potentially a new message, and change the benefit or change their behavior for the benefit of the credit union. What worries you most regarding card fraud? Card fraud always worries me. You know, it always seems as though they're a step ahead of us. Um, and I think in more general terms, you know, fraud is always going to be there. We cannot let fraud intimidate what we have to do to grow our cards and grow them profitably. We do have to work smarter. And what I mean by that is we really have to make sure that we're up to date with all the products and services our processors may be able to help us leverage against fraud and really make sure that we're trained well to, to use those tools and resources effectively. Because if we're not we're going to allow them to get well ahead. So I think it's just the, the the constant fear of there's always something. They're always a step ahead of us. And in order for us to you know prevent that from happening, we really have to engage ourselves and be uh, well-trained and, and use all the tools and resources that are available to us. What are some, I guess, innovative ways that your some of your credit union clients are 
or, or fighting card fraud or addressing card fraud. Yeah, you know, I think they're they're really trying to get back to some again data analytics, uh, more predictive data analytics, where they can actually start to see behaviors that um, certainly aren't common for like a Bill Layman cardholder Bill Layman, and trying to take some preventative measures, even to the point where they're starting to see odd behavior, they might actually call a cardholder and say, hey, what's going on? Something's not right. Um, But just being really proactive and preventative is a key to helping fight fraud. Um, If we can get it before the fraud occurs, it's that much easier for a credit union to um, absorb some of these losses that they're experiencing. So um, just deep data analytics is something that I think is a key to some success there as well. And what types of fraud are, are credit unions facing um, more more of these days? Yeah, I mean, it's card not present fraud is still a majority of the fraud that they're seeing, you know, but they're also seeing some really creative fraud. Um, I just recently, you know, read a column actually by Lou about this uh, card cracking, you know, where um, millennials are actually selling their information or actually, you know, you know, just to get some money to, you know, maybe buy a six pack of college. I'm not sure what they're doing it for, but, um, you know, actually selling their cards to fraudsters. So this is something that obviously is fairly new. It's been pretty hot in some of the periodicals and some of the newsletters. So, you know, again, it's, 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 it seems like there's always something. It's always something new. They're a step ahead of us and doing some creative things. I mean, now they're, you know, they're paying our, our, youngsters uh, to, to obtain some information. Is there anything from your collection days that sticks with you today? You know, it's funny you ask that question because my collection days come back in memories quite often. I, I actually literally remember uh, knocking on a door and trying to get an Electrolux vacuum from someone's house, which was a really interesting experience. But, you know, it's funny. Um, it actually was a really fun job. And, um, I look back and it was a really great place for me to start. It was a difficult job, but it was highly rewarding when you were successful, specifically when you were working with clients and, you know, mending their bad habits, if you will, versus some of the more aggressive collection techniques. So that sort of has stuck with me. And um, it's important to who I am today is to, to, to learn to handle difficult situations, but you can do it with respect. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. This podcast was sponsored by Trellens, a CUSO committed to providing innovative yet simple solutions to help credit unions adapt and thrive. Learn more at trellens.com.